Everybody, this is Kirsty Pike, founder and toilet cleaner of Proas Hunting Apparel for Women, and you're listening to the I Am Proas podcast. I'm here too. This is Catherine Brown, customer service coordinator and loyal minion at Proas. Enjoy the ride while we talk about all things hunting, Proas, and the women's outdoor industry. And prepare for the usual Proas shenanigans as we interview industry pros, talk amongst ourselves, and digress regularly. Regularly. Hey everybody, it's Kirsty Pike, and we are doing our 13th episode of the I Am Proist podcast, and I'm pretty excited to announce that we're actually recording live down here in New Zealand. So yes, indeed, I did pack this stuff all the way across the globe to talk to these amazing young ladies. So um, this is the first time we've done the New Zealand hunt. We're here at Glendine, and um, it's been an amazing adventure. And so my plan with this podcast is to just spend a little bit of time talking to all the ladies and finding out their experiences, learning a little bit more about them, um, introducing you to some of the staff at Glendine and a little bit about what what this amazing um, place has to offer. So right here, right now, I've got the one and only Diane Martinez. Um, She's been my partner in crime for this entire trip. So um, we've been connected at the hip and um, we have had a lot of laughs and I'm not sure if we're actually welcome back or not, but um you know here we are so with that i'm introducing diane martinez hello hello (laughs) (laughs) so how how was it that you decided you wanted to come in on this hunt once you had posted it i started looking through it and looking at pictures and i thought what an opportunity of a lifetime i spoke with the hubs about it and he highly encouraged it and i just something you couldn't pass up yeah, so we've been we've been roommates this entire time, and we've been hunting buddies this entire time. So um, all I can say is we've been cackling like hens this entire time. And again, I, I think everybody's probably tired of us, but we've had some really great adventures together. <laughs> hunting here has been awesome. Everybody has done a very, very in- great and incredible job on everything that they've gone after. Definitely. And and like I mentioned, Diane and I were, um, everybody came here after stag and then a lot of ladies added additional animals on, you know, you have opportunities with fallow and um, tar and chamois and Arapawa sheep, there's goats, there's there's a lot of opportunities. And um, all I can rave about is the, the quality of animals that are here, the amount of animals that are here, I mean, and, and how hard the guides work just to, you know, give you a great hunting experience and keep you entertained. So it's, it's complete hats off to that. Um, but go ahead and um, tell us a little bit about your stag hunt. Well, it was, it, it's hard to make a decision, but once you finally find the stag that you're after, you just know that's the one. And we had watched, we had been sitting on a hillside, watching a few to our left, a few to the front of us, a few across the canyon. And finally, Kirsty and our guide had spotted these two, and they were, they were just kind of hanging out in some trees and some shrubbery. And once we saw this one, we knew that was the one that, uh, I knew that was the one actually that, that I wanted. He's got, he's got a drop tine and some, he's just got some trash all over him that I really enjoyed. And the thing that's really neat is every one of us has made a decision on one that's very special. So all of ours are unique and different, but yet every one of them are just, just an amazing, incredible animal. 
Oh, definitely. And I've got to give a big shout out about this because I was there when Diane killed hers. And it was really funny because we, we've had a photographer named Steve with us, the, and, you know, those first two days. And then he's since gone on with other hunters. But um, there was these two stags up there on, on the hillside. And once Diane had finally decided that this was the one for sure, um, she was kind of checking and getting her, her gear all ready. And we were all trying to get ready to film. And, and, the, and, the, and the guide is like, okay, let us know when you're ready. And before that even came out of his mouth, it was like, bang. And this, this thing was like down. And when I mean down, it rolled and rolled and rolled. And then it rolled some more and it rolled some more. But luckily, um, not like my hunt, hers ended up almost right on the track. So there was essentially no big pack out easy pack out on that one <laughs> it worked out great but it was um it was such a great great um shot and it was great to watch and it was a lot of laughs because it couldn't have been better than that um but diane what tell what stands out as some of the the best experiences you've had while you've been here the incredible scenery the animals that we have gotten to see and i have to tell you the food here is just amazing i usually you're supposed to lose weight when you're out hunting but i think i'm going to go back and you know, a few pounds heavier unfortunately but it's just been an incredible experience i know i need some stretchy pants myself it's 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 so good it's it's gourmet food it's not your your standard run-of-the-mill um dining experience it's it's absolutely exquisite um and then we've we actually had some opportunities since we killed our stags, you know, within the first couple of days, um, our guide took us out to go peacock hunting, which was really funny and fun. And we saw a lot of very interesting people. And yes. <laughs> very interesting. We learned about the New, Ze New Zealand. Hello. Yeah. You can tell that story on this podcast. And I think you need to. Ooh, I don't even know where to start on that one. Well... We were down at, at a farm, and uh, one of the drivers of a that was a, basically a semi load of a sheep, you know, three levels of sheep, and he had just loaded them, and you go from there. Yeah, he they were loaded, and one of the drivers of the semis was was going back to a semi, and he was taking off. Apparently, it's like a pair of coveralls to protect their clothes, and he was go ahead. He was <laughs> just can't throwing him in the cab and he decided that he needed to uh, go ahead and relieve himself right and, in front of us while yeah, we're right sitting in, in the truck us. and i'm not paying attention and kirsty starts saying oh no not in front of us oh he's gonna do oh he's doing it and i look up to see what she's talking about and there he is going to the bathroom so i decide it's time to scream out <laughs> what did you scream out <laughs> <laughs> she's in, she's in the back seat behind me and i'm like smacking her like a mom trying to get her kid in the back seat like diane stop it stop it and so it gets better from here so then he turns around to kind of see where the noise came from and starts adjusting himself and then he decides he needs to pick he's actually wearing shorts at this point really take, short shorts yeah and he decides that he needs to adjust himself and take his underwear out of the crack of his hiney. And it's shoved in places apparently it shouldn't have been because it startled him. And he turns <laughs> around and digs it out while he's, while he's staring at Kirsty in, into her soul. And then he walks one, two more feet, and then he just stares at her, crams his hand as far in there as he can. And then he pulls it out, and he's staring ever so lovingly into <laughs> Kirsty's eyes. And he smells his fingers 
<laughs> and that's when we locked the doors and rolled up the windows, <laughs> waiting so... for our guide to return. And... <laughs> It just went from bad to worse. But it has been the best, like, dinnertime conversation, <laughs> breakfast conversation. You can only imagine what our new high sign is for everybody in the camp. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the sniffing of the two fingers. <laughs> it was so gross. Oh, yeah. So that's what we did on our peacock hunt. So um, it was really fun, and we've, we've had a lot of fun. I mean, we've been definitely catered to and... Um, one of the things, Diane's been on uh, some of our proas hunts and, and expeditions before, but what I, I've always find it important to talk a little bit about um, why women's hunts are so valuable and special. I mean, Diane also arranges a lot of them separate from proas to do for a lot of other organizations and just for herself, but she can really speak to why that sisterhood is so amazing. I think it's an incredible sharing and you learn and you grow with each other and it's a very positive experience in most cases. You, um, I think women are very encouraging to each other and we're very, very supportive. We had, which you'll probably hear later on in the podcast, we had one of the women who did not, um, she was not able to get her stag that night after she had made a, a shot on, on the stag. It got It slipped away from her and all of us were just so sad and trying to be encouraging to her and it was it was very difficult for her but they went back the next morning and with with first light and they got in there and they were able to recover her stag and that was just an elated moment and we were just so excited we celebrated with her that afternoon and we all it, it was just a feeling that we all shared in we were we were sad we were all at our lows with her and then we were all at our highs with her and lot jumped in to help her recover this animal and it was just it was just an amazing moment i think and i just enjoy the sisterhood and that closeness that we have with each other i agree and i think you know it's it's always so profound every day when we come home from a hunt and everybody's just itching to know what everyone else has gotten and and it's just genuine um happiness for each other and and pride and you know wanting to tell the stories and it's it's really a great bonding thing and you know some of us have known each other in different ways you know i didn't know everyone that was coming here so it was really fun to meet a couple new new people and um, it's just been a really great experience. Yeah, it's been incredible too meeting the the locals of New Zealand, and trying to uh, learn their dialect and some things and what they, they have certain words that that we have certain words for also, but they call it something different and it's that's been kind of fanny fun. pack. Yeah, fanny pack has been a <laughs> it's fun something word. that you're not supposed to say. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> descriptive of another female anatomy part, but we've we've. The people are genuine and, and they all care and they just they just seem to really um, want to make your stay here a very uh, positive experience. That's true. And the other thing I like to point out about Glendine is a lot of our guides were women. And that's just been really fun to watch. You know, they're they're they're, they're just kick ass. I mean, they're just amazing. And today we actually got to go um, tour a merino wool station, which is basically where they raise um, the sheep and where they do the shearing and grading of the um, fibers and we got a lot of great instruction and information about that that we'll be posting it sometime soon but um, people have just opened their doors to us and, and are very kind so it's it's been really cool yes uh, uh, such an amazing experience definitely so um, we I believe it's wine time so yeah. I'm going to wrap this one up and then I'm going to be bringing other ladies and we'll see how this all unfolds so um, we'll be talking uh, here fairly soon.
right now I have Bree Lewis. She's one of the uh, guides that we were talking about on Diane's portion of this. She's just badass. She's a guide here for Glendine, and I want to introduce her. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got here. Okay, so I'm from Florida. I came over in for the 2018 hunting season right after I graduated um, college at UF. I started applying my senior year to work as a guide or as a wrangler in the States and uh, didn't hear back from anyone being a Florida girl <laughs> uh, from like the Melbourne Cocoa Beach area. Odd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hunting whitetail and not hunting out of the state um, until that point. Well, really until I came over here. So Richard at Glendine gave me an opportunity as an assistant guide, kind of a guide's aid position. I did a lot of the taxidermy work and helped guides carry things off the hill my first season. But by the end of it, uh, he gave me opportunities to guide and I loved it. Nice. Is that basically the way it starts here? You used to kind of start in apprenticing in, in such a way, lack of a better term, working your way through or? For somebody that didn't know much like like I, I mean I hunted my whole life I knew how to stalk I knew about animals but mm-hmm. I'd never hunted out of the state I'd never been you know hunting in the mountains before so it was a big learning curve for me and I had all the opportunities here following the other guides around um Stacy I don't know if y'all are talking with her oh yeah she helps me <laughs> she's so amazing much. she's amazing yeah so I, I got to go out with Stacy and Dan a lot and Hickey my first year so, oh my god um it was really great and they all took time to show me different tips so a way to do things got me comfortable in the mountains and with the species we have here so nice it's been a, a way ever since uh do you now do you live here full-time now um before COVID I was between seasons here and in North America. And then COVID, I was here for oh, two and a half, almost three years. And then last season, I went back to North America for our fall um, oh, guiding. Nice. And then, yeah, this season again, I'll go back over. So where do you where do you guide in the States? <laughs> or not? Um, yes. <laughs> I do. I do guide. I did one season in Wyoming in the Teton Wilderness area. Loved it. Oh, my gosh. And I've been... Um, if if I if everything works out visa wise, I will be in Canada and British Columbia oh, <laughs> this season. Very so, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I have an opportunity with um, Circle M Outfitters, and they're great. So oh, good. Who owns it? Yep. Fingers crossed on that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna work out fine. So you've been guiding the one and only uh, Johnny Kaiser this week. So how has everything gone? I mean, you guys have had so many like adventures and ups and downs and more ups and more ups and more ups it's it's been awesome yeah well I've never guided a female bow hunter before and and I'm a bow hunter myself um before I came to New Zealand I hadn't shot a a rifle since I was oh before I was 12 that's when I switched to bow hunting so it's been really really cool to get to stock with another girl um we have like a very similar style of stocking so when we're on these hunts, it's so seamless. Um, everything goes so smoothly and it's really enjoyable. Just like not, not just that she's a girl, but to hunt with a client, um, where everything goes so smoothly is really, really cool. So it's been spectacular. No, I've enjoyed it immensely and I don't want her to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I know you can tell you guys have gotten pretty close and gosh, you guided a, just a stunning stag. I mean, he's, 
He's an everything stag. He really is. And it was so cool because that was our second day. We saw him the day before and didn't have an opportunity at him. Um, He was just bedded in a spot where a stock wouldn't work out Mm -hmm. um, with where other animals were in wind. But he gave us an opportunity earlier that day, that morning, and we stalked within 24 yards of him and didn't get a shot. So it was really cool that we um, had another chance on him and, and we made it happen. That's yeah. Patience of bow hunters. Yeah, for sure. yeah. <laughs> well, we were really lucky to have another opportunity. So yeah. um, well, kudos to the guide there though. Well, Johnny, her determination on it was unreal. Like, yeah. She was determined and despite all the obstacles, she was going to make it happen. So I just, yeah, I feel so lucky to get to hunt with someone like that. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's amazing. And I, I really hope, um, I get to talk to her yeah. on this. <laughs> we just had such a fun day. Um, we are just stalking a, a female for a beautiful hide and some nice meat for her to take home, get a variety. So she will have stag, ram, and uh, hopefully, I don't want to say, knock on wood, a yeah. female fallow deer. She's um, going to have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, she's going to have it. Uh, we, we had a really nice evening hunt. Very nice. Yeah, it sounds like it. Every time you guys come in, you're laughing and having a good time, and yeah, we're having our Johnny yep. Kaiser right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a new drink that Bree made up. So. No, Johnny made it up. Johnny I just made it up. It oh, Johnny I... Kaiser. <laughs> I had that backwards. No, so. no, she she made it up with um you know some of the things that she can drink, and it's very tasty. Oh, so it's our very celebration nice. drink for a ram and a beautiful stag. Very nice. Yeah, we've got cocktails here in true I am pro us ways. So it just makes it a little easier as we go. And um, yeah, so celebrating too. Oh, so much celebration. And oh my God, we've talked over and over about how good the food is here. It's insane. It's incredible. So one of the questions I have. um, So this is the first time you've um, obviously guided a female bow hunter. Yes. And then is it the first time you've had this many women in camp or? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've never had, um, I've never had, or I've never even seen a female coming for herself on a hunt in here at Glendine. Wow. So it's just amazing that we have a group of women that are taking the initiative to come do this for themselves. And I know that, you know, it's a financial investment and it's huge to come to the other side of the world and hunt species that you're not familiar with. So it's just awesome that we have a group yeah. of girls here. Uh, Stacy and I are loving it so much. And <laughs> I like I said, we really don't want y'all to leave. Uh, I know we've had so much fun. You guys have had, it's been great. And you know, um, you know, what, what, I don't know if you've had any press impressions or anything, but it, what would be different in, um, a hunting camp or, you know, whatever, um, with all women versus all men. Um, not not looking for a man bashing thing, but no, what no. would you notice as the... Well, I have a woman bashing thing. I hope this is okay to say. <laughs> Absolutely. But Johnny and I were actually talking about this. I've been trying, well, the last two years, I've done um, female, all-female hunts for tar uh-huh. with, with people from New Zealand because it's a really challenging species, right. especially... Um, for anyone. Yeah. But going into the country where these, you know, alpine goats live is intimidating mm-hmm. and it takes some specialized skills. So it's really cool to get groups of women out to do that and really empowering for them. Yes. So 
I've struggled so much with the organization, like hats off to you for getting this group together because I find women a lot harder to organize than men <laughs> for committing for committing to dates and committing to coming on these hunts. And, um, you know, we're doing so much for them at cost to give them an opportunity. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's, it's stressful to change things at the last minute. And Johnny said with her hunts that she's organized, that she faces the same obstacles with women. So yes, um, it's, it's a thing because uh, you know, I, I organize two to three a year with women only. And, and here's what I've found is that I, there's always an interest at the beginning. And then when it comes time to pulling the trigger, it's usually you know, my, my kid's going to state and track and I can't miss that. Or, you know, something yeah. has changed and, you know, the, the family commitments tend to be a yeah, lot of the issues that is. come out, yeah. which is a little different than men, but men, yeah. not always. I mean, that's, that's yeah. not to say that's a generalization, but, um, I've definitely uh, yeah. learned to overbook a hunt because I know I'm going to lose some, clients. you know, that's at the end. That's something I need to learn. And, and I think like the opposite of that is what I love so much about Johnny is she doesn't let anything stand in her way. Yeah. She has a goal and she's going, it's going for to it. happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. And it's just like, it's so refreshing to be around that. And, yeah. um, like I feel like inspiring is cliche, but it's very motivating for me as a guide to hunt with somebody with her, um, outlook yeah. on life and, and determination. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that she's done so many amazing things and she just continues to, you know, knock down barriers and get through things. Mm, and great. she's amazing. She so. is. She is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, another thing hunting, I, you know, I want to say hunting with women, hunting with Johnny, but let's think women in general, um, are a lot more aware <laughs> than men. Mm-hmm. So, aware of the animals and what's going on, aware of my body position guiding, because a lot of times I'm in front, so I'm seeing things first. And while men, I have to remind, you know, Mm -hmm. women just pick up on my body language and how I'm acting if I'm seeing an animal without even seeing it themselves, if they're sometimes behind me and the view's not not allowed. So it's for stalking, it's a lot easier, especially with a bow hunter. Um, and that's been really cool. I wish I had, you know, a chance to hunt with more of the girls on this, on this trip, yeah. but. Oh, everybody's had so much fun. It's, it's been really fun to watch everybody. Cause, um, like I mentioned with Diane, um, I've known, you know, I think I knew all of the girls except for Courtney and Kelsey before, but I also knew who they were on social media through Johnny. Yeah. So I, I, I was aware of who they were. And it's always fun to bring, a, you know, meet new women and find some new things. And they're, oh. they're a bit younger and it's been such a fun energy with them. They're oh. just like on fire. Yes. <laughs> that was another thing. Like, well, Kelsey and I, uh, Kelsey came and helped us look for Johnny Stag, which yes. is unreal. It meant so much to her to be part of that. And she wanted it so badly for Johnny. Yeah. Uh, and we just, I feel like we really connected. I wish that she could stay here as well because I could use a yeah. girlfriend that's that keen to go do things. Yeah, that girl's got some energy. She I does. mean, she is up for anything and she like, add a drop of a hat. She's, yeah. she's fun. And and the same sort of adventures that I'm keen on so it would be awesome to have a buddy to go yeah. do stuff like that. I with. have a feeling people are going to come back again hopefully, and again. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely dialed in to come again. Yeah. So it, it's it's been a great adventure and I can't thank you enough for taking some time to sit yeah. and chat a little bit it's so been really good no. yeah well thank you yeah thank you you bet
Yep. Okay. So we're just moving through ladies. I've got ladies coming through my door. It's so crazy. So we're having a great time here in Glendine. And now I have um, one of our pro staffers and one of my buddies, um, Corinne Carpenter. So Corinne has been on some hunts with us in the past. Um, we've spent a lot of time together at shows and she's just, um, I don't know, fucking crazy. So with that, I am going to introduce Corinne. Corinne, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you have a really interesting story, what you do, where you live. Um, you got a lot of cool vibe going on. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, so I live in western Nevada um, in a small town. I'm a geologist. I work in the mining industry, and I've done that for about, I don't know, Oh God! You're looking at me like I should have nope, the answer. Numbers. I'm like seven years, twenty-five years, thirty-six. Some, some I'm more than more than some. Less greater, than greater than or equal to? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's it's a great place, great place to live, and there's a lot of outdoor opportunities in Nevada. But our uh, big game is all a draw system, so. Our in-state hunts are pretty uh, limited to whatever we happen to draw that year. Um, I'm originally from Western Washington. I grew up about an hour north of Seattle, and my parents hunted, but um, really stopped hunting when I was about three years old, just because of circumstances and life and everything else. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this day, I've never even had an opportunity to hunt with my folks. Oh, wow. Um, I hunted a little bit in high school with friends, and it was more of walking uh, shotguns or rifles through the woods and seeing yeah, what Taking we... them for what? Yeah. Snipe hunts. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All been there. Oh, right. So, um, really, uh, I started hunting a lot more... Um, later on, there were several years that I didn't, I didn't hunt at all. Um, and I got to forget what I was talking about. (laughs) That's usually my line, but whatever. (laughs) You were looking out the window. So I was like, did you see it? There was a shiny object. It might have been a squirrel. It could have been a duck. No one really knows. Um, (laughs) or whatever that was. I don't know. I'm just helping you out there. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's, that's not a duck. Have you heard a duck before? Well, kind (laughs) of. Oh shit. But we're down here. They're paradise ducks. They sound different. They, they're weird. They are super weird. Yeah. But anyway, um, I got more into it, uh, as later in life Mm -hmm. and, uh, I came about Proas. I did a lot of, of hiking when I was younger and some backpacking a lot of field work with my profession and my education and finding things that were, you know, good quality women's gear was really difficult in the hunting sector when I first started out and came across Proas and had a really extensive, bizarre conversation with Kirsty <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> um, at, at that point in time, I was, um, I was still competing and bodybuilding mm-hmm. and going to the gym all the time. And that added an extra degree of difficulty to finding clothing that really fit well and was really good for moving around in, in the field. And it kind of just 
I don't know, it just kind of went from there. Um, yeah, then we met in person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like... <laughs> it's kismet. Um, oh, it was, uh, it was chaos. Yeah, that's but... when you know you find your people. Yeah, exactly. And that was, that was a huge thing for me because I hunted with um, my boyfriend at the time and his son and it was wonderful and lovely and um i had gone on a few hunts by myself just as a matter of uh timing and when people could take vacations and everything and i said well i've seen it i've done it i guess i can do it by myself so here we go yeah and um and to run into not run into but um to connect with this network of ladies that has similar interests and um, is not afraid to say, yeah, I can, I can do it by myself. I don't mm-hmm. need anybody else. Yep. It's, um, it's so fantastic. And to find like-minded people like that, it just helps elevate you even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and realize like, it sets the gauntlet a little bit. A you little know? bit too. Yeah. You're like, well, she did that so I can do it too. Right, right, yeah. right. Or when I'm you not... find you're like tilting on the envelope somewhere yeah. and you're like, okay, <clears throat> you know, it's doable. Yeah. And, you know, these, the first one I went on was kind of a last minute um, thing with the group, as is this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yay. I have a uh, very supportive and wonderful boyfriend at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the first time I went on, we're in the truck, we have the dogs, we're going out and looking for ducks and you know, doing whatever weird things that we may be up to that day. And I was looking at Facebook. By weird, what do you mean? Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. That's a different podcast. <laughs> huh. So, anyway, look, there's something shiny out the window yep. again. Lost her again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I happened to, to look and see the announcement that there was an opening. And I was like, God, that would be really cool to do. But, you know, it's just maybe maybe it's not the right time or this or that. And, um, Eric was like, well, why not? Just, just do it. You can do it. You can, you can make it happen and you should go. If you, if you want to go, you should go. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And so I went on uh, a whitetail hunt with everybody and it was an absolutely amazing time. It was a blast. Oh God. (laughs) It was fantastic. And then, um, and then something similar happened. Uh, there was some spots that had opened up on this trip, and mm-hmm. it was kind of a similar conversation. I was like, oh, New Zealand. Shit. Wow. Like, stag. Um, huh. It's like, God, that would be so fun, but maybe someday. Mm-hmm. And Eric was like, well, why, why not? Why not now? And to be 100% you know, honest, we've had a lot of reminders in the past year of, um, how precious and short life can be exactly. and how rapidly things can change. And, mm-hmm. um, one of my biggest hesitations to coming on the trip, uh, my father, uh, had some <clears throat> rather serious health, health issues this year. He, uh, had an aneurysm that was treated and spent eight weeks in ICU wow. and um, a reminder of his mortality, not just ours. And I'm fortunate enough. I do have both of my parents and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, but seeing him 
in that state and with the unknown of what tomorrow was going to bring, it was really scary. Uh, But he has recovered and he's at home. So when I was thinking about coming on the trip, I called him and I said, look, dad, I, there's this trip and I feel funny going because mm-hmm. you. that's time I mm-hmm. could spend. Right. Uh, well. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> huh, funny. Um, so that's time I could spend uh, with you guys. And I feel like I don't want you to think that I'm shorting you of spending time mm-hmm. with you to go do this. And he goes, no. If you if you can afford it and <laughs> like in true dad speak, oh yeah, yeah. If, if you can afford it and you can physically do it, don't go. <laughs> like, so it was super sweet and it really made me feel a lot. Um, I don't know, like it was okay to go and do something on mm-hmm. my own and for myself with this wonderful group of ladies in this amazing, amazing place with all these wonderful uh, animals that we don't we don't know anything about <laughs> no it's like watching national geographic when you're going around out here i mean if you just if you're glassing anywhere it it's just like whoa 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 oh, yeah. whoa you know it's just mind-blowing yeah i mean there there's deer but it's not what we see in Mm-mm. north america and it's very um i don't know there's something really exciting and refreshing to see these crazy animals and yeah get to chase them around and maybe maybe connect maybe not right but um it is a absolutely breathtaking place and an amazing experience and the folks at glendine here have been just amazing, amazing. like it, it's oh my gosh not talk about knocking it out of the park it's 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 more than you could ever dream of. I mean, you, you look at their website or you look at their brochures and oh, it, yeah. I mean, you get the drool factor going. Like It looks amazing. But when you physically put yourself here, it's an entirely different situation. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, even the the domes that we're staying in are absolutely stunning. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the grounds and the area around us. But really, the biggest thing is the warmth of the people here is just out of this world. Like, it, I mean, it is. I mean, and everybody's so friendly and helpful and all of the guides. And we've talked about it, how half the guides are females and we've been talking, we just talked to Bree and hopefully we'll get to talk to Stacy if she's still here. And, um, you know, and the hunters and, um, down to Richard and Sarah and, oh and the, the cooks and, and yeah, I mean, no, it's amazing. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, one of the guys is going to take a bunch of the ladies out to sh- to hunt possums tonight. I Absolutely. mean, I mean, this- you know, you know, he doesn't really want to do it, <laughs> but he's doing it. So, I mean, that's that's I mean, Glendine. They're going to do everything they can to make sure you have a great experience. <laughs> shooting, shooting possums in the dark. I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, I do have to say, I, I, I had Diane tell the. Um, the finger sniffing oh, story God. <laughs> yeah so that's on here oh, Lord. yeah we've had a lot of fun with that so we've been saying how that's basically the high sign now here like how you doing oh you know? dear god yeah no <laughs> and, and she'll help say hi for you i know you she know. will <laughs> she, she's got no boundaries that woman no no no, no. But that makes it that makes it um 
What was that? <laughs> what the hell? What was that? What tarnation? I don't. It's not my phone. I don't. Oh. Are you sure? Oh yeah. Richard was sending me pictures from the um. Oh. Marina Wolf thing. Oh god. That is a weird sound. <laughs> what, what is that? Where well, I was looking at the dishwasher. It's my butt. I know. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Very. Seems to be the theme of the night. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. So I have to say, Corinne killed once again a monster of a stag. So tell a little bit about how your your hunt went down. <laughs> uh, not not necessarily how I envisioned it. That's uh, <laughs> that's kind of I don't know. I guess uh, I guess Murphy travels with us wherever we go. He's a dick. Yeah, he is. He's a thing. Sometimes it gives you a good spin, but not always. Oh, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we we had spotted some stag, and the winds were relatively poor um, for getting to him in a reasonable, I don't know, the way that you would want to get at him. Mm -hmm. And so we, we went up top and worked down towards him. And in the process of working down towards him, we saw this really gorgeous fallow buck bedded hello and set up perfectly for a outstanding bow stock um so standing on the other side of the hill it's like well we know the stag's over there but look at this little fella oh my god <laughs> I, hello oh, handsome i'm so torn <laughs> but you know ultimately like the 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 first goal and I had to keep it in mind. It was very difficult. Was You saw a shiny object is I what did. you did. I was like, oh, what's that? <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we, we made our way down and uh, we, all of a sudden, we could see his antlers. I said, oh, shit. You know, because we're a little closer. I mean, mm-hmm. what a great stock. You know, he, don't even, he doesn't know you're there. You don't know he's there. Right. <laughs> What more could you ask for? So, um, so like he's, he's, he's at like 30 yards. Wow. And I'm like, oh crap. Like what? Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, he, he stood up and, uh, he kind of turned his head away for a second. So I was able to draw and, he stood back and he looked at me and he's quartering to me pretty hard and I said, well, it's, it's, it's hard, but yeah, it'd be okay. I, I think it's a good shot. I think it's a good shot. That's a terrible thing to say. You believe it to be a solid no, shot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you get up there and you, you make the best uh, decision you can at the time and mm-hmm. with the information that you have. For sure. And it looked in my mind, like it was going to be a cake yeah. shot, like absolute cake. And maybe that's the problem is because I was like, this it's is fucking cake. easy. I got this. Yeah. And damn uh, that cake. Oh shit. Right. Right. Um, and he barked at me while I was standing at draw. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, Uh-oh. Oh God. And I was like, okay. Okay. We, we got this. And I, I let the arrow go and like the shot execution was good, but he was quartering a little bit tighter than I thought he was, and uh, I I've got lighted knocks on, so I mm-hmm. could see my arrow, and I was like, shit, somehow that was high left. Yeah. Like what? What? What the what? Yeah. So, and then we couldn't see blood, and we couldn't 
whatever, but you hear, you can hear that it's a hit. Yeah. It's like, well, there's no blood. I can't find my arrow. Like, what the hell happened? And he had gone back down the hill. So we kind of backed out and came back up from the bottom to see if we could get eyes on him. And we did. And sure as shit, somehow I, I shot him in the neck. And as it goes. Oh. <laughs> right? Best laid plans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh shot him in the neck and was not a fatal shot and that's not acceptable. So uh I tried to work in on him again. Mm-hmm. He was feeding and it was getting pretty late in the day. And <clears throat> had like five other stags like staring at me, like closing the distance to me. Mm-hmm. And he's not paying attention to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. But the other ones are all curious. I'm like, oh shit, are these assholes going to try and trample me? Like, what is <laughs> happening here? So, um, yeah, I tried to get in uh, into range on him and get another get another arrow in him and that didn't quite work out as yeah. planned. And as it goes. We regrouped and with the late hour of the day uh decided to to take him down with a rifle mm-hmm. just to yeah. just to kind of uh ease ease his issues yeah he definitely wasn't moving properly yeah like yeah yeah so um so yeah we we finally got him and then we had this damn sheep that kept standing in front of the vitals of course. Like... Like one of the little baba sheep, the uh-huh. merinos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was... Every time, like, I would move, I'd reposition and try to get in line and... The fucking sheep. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like... So, is, like, lamb and stag in the same meal a thing? I feel like it should be. <laughs> maybe in New Zealand. Maybe. Right, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, so... He finally gave me an open window, and I, I got a, a good shot into him, and good. and he was down uh, immediately. Yeah. Um, dead enough, for De- sure. Yes. That's the term we use, dead enough. Yeah. And sometimes it might need to be deader. So. Yeah, yeah. It was it was not dead enough to start with. And yeah. Now it's deader. I, you know, I if that were a hunt back home, mm-hmm. you know, we, we would have worked until dark to get another arrow in yeah. uh we we have some benefits or luxuries to being here and to being with some really fantastic guides and making sure that you know they, the animals are respected as they should be yes. and we don't have to leave them mm-hmm. and try to get back on them the next day unless it's absolutely necessary so yeah um so although it wasn't it wasn't in my head ideal. Um, you know, he, he's beautiful and he's deserves to. That was my cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Scared me. Shit. Scared me too. Um, So yeah, but I mean, he's a beautiful animal and really stunning and old. Uh Like, that fucker didn't have any teeth left. Same, in his yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, what are you been gumming, buddy? Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure how he ate, but there's <laughs> that's gum, a whole different just conversation. It. Yeah, but you know, it was like 
you know, we got him down and that that's the the most respectful way to handle that situation when you can. In Nevada, you know, you can't carry a firearm when you bow hunt, so that's right. a whole different thing for me. It's like Yeah. You know, and and you can't help but feel like feel like you fucked up. Yeah, but you didn't. I mean, you can't. You can't. It, no, it is honey. It is. Shit happens, and we've right? all been yeah. there. Yeah, it's it's the heartburn of it. But yeah, you got him, and yeah, and, and you got this dispatched him properly. Yeah, looks like an elk. I know, but it's but like when a he crazy, jerks at you, yeah. the sound is not the same, and you're like, oh my god, what, what is the hell this was thing? What is it? <laughs> it does not compute. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, it was it was kind of kind of a long day, and uh, we we got him all tidied up and took some really fantastic photos right at sunset. And, yeah, yeah. And then worked our asses off to get get his meat taken care of and mm-hmm. everything else, and get back to uh, get back to camp. I think we got back at ten thirty that night. Yeah, so it, was it was a late was, one. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a long day for sure. You're um. You're popular. <laughs> that was Diane. So, <laughs> oh, well, uh, I think we're getting called I'm, for dinner. I'm super shocked. I know. So, um, it's like dinner time at Glendine. Oh my god. I know. Let's go, dude. Let's go. It's amazing. <laughs> thank you, Corinne. Yeah, yeah thank you're the you. best. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Yay. Yeah.